Welcome to the ninth episode of the Avoda Days with guest Ty Goldstein. Our sponsors for tonight's podcast are the Ohio State University and teambonding.com, where work meets play. And if you're a fan of the Avoda Days, give us a follow on Instagram at Avoda underscore days. That is A-V-O-D-A underscore D-A-Z-E. Ty, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So where are you right now? I'm currently in my apartment. I am currently quarantining. My roommate just tested positive. So I'm laying low, staying here for the next couple of weeks. Not the normal college experience. A little COVID-19 action? Something like that. No symptoms yet for me, but we'll see how it goes. Well, we hope the best for you, Ty. We hope that it's a easy quarantine and uh, you'll bounce back and have a great college experience. Appreciate it. And uh, what year are you in for uh, college right now, Ty? I just started my junior year at the Ohio State University. Very nice. And Max, have, glad you? to have Max joining the board of the team. Yeah, I'll Part have of the to. family now. Definitely. So we're going to start with a, a well-loved segment here. We got the either-ors. We're just going to get right into it. We're going to go wings or mac and cheese. For me, definitely wings. I mean, play night, wings, great combination overall. Mac and cheese, it was – I mean, I always had Undead's Reward, and that was never a good combination. Okay. Respect that. So, Ty, waterfront or athletics? I've been an athletics guy since day one, but I definitely recommend going hybrid at one point if you can. This past summer, I got the chance to be a water ski driver with Artie. He gave me the opportunity for that. So I definitely recommend going back and forth between land and lake. So Ty, was water ski driving more fun than having an athletics period? It was a lot easier because athletics, for the most part, campers don't always want to be there necessarily. And water ski is the highlight of the day, so they're all eager to go on, go on the boat. And just being on the boat for two hours is a great mix-up of the day. That's fair. Okay. For any, so we're for any wannabe counselors out there. Oh. Wannabe counselors, counselors, go high. Or any students who want to be counselors, water skiing is the move. So is sailing. You get to go on the patrol boat. Pretty good experience. Okay, so Ty, we're at – Avoda tournament right now. Team Avoda or Avoda hoops? Because I know you did junior hoops and then you did Team Avoda for senior year. D definitely Team Avoda. I mean, I never made the senior hoops. I was on junior hoops, but no offense to basketball. We haven't been good in years. I can't remember the last time we won that tournament. Team Avoda, I remember my CIT year, we just absolutely dominated. Definitely the better team of the three. I think basketball probably gets the more attention and love from the fans, but and the soccer team has always performed better, and that's where my heart lies. I could Nate, not agree you, more. Nate, you had the opportunity yeah, to play you with You were in that when I was a CIT, weren't you, Nate? Yes, I was. That was actually the first year I uh, played senior soccer, and it was a great experience. There's nothing like jumping in the lake after a long day out in the field. Exactly. So now we're on a field trip. Waterways or Red Sox? As a camper, 
I would say Red Sox. You know, I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, so it was always fun going to those games. As a counselor, I'd definitely say the Waterways. As a counselor, especially the young campers, all I want to do is get food, go to the bathroom, get drinks, get more food. So as a counselor, you can't really sit down and relax. You're just hanging out. You're babysitting them as they walk around the park. But I mean, both are great field trips. Waterways is always a good time. That was it the pirate pirate one, the black water slides. Always Pirates a good time. plunge. Pirates plunge. Yep. So I think you're actually one of the first counselors to say that you liked Waterways as a counselor and not as a camper, because a lot of people have said that they liked the Red Sox as a counselor, but Waterways as a camper. Interesting. I remember as a camper one year. Uh, Leon helped us. My parents actually tickets to the same game, so Leon helped us sneak into right behind home plate. And that was a, probably my best field trip of my camping experience. We were right behind home plate while everyone else was in the bleachers watching from afar. Speaking of cool. Leon, what would you say that your relationship is with Leon and your whole 14? I mean, he definitely has a different relationship with all of us in different ways. I mean, I love the guy. He's helped me as a counselor, as a camper. I mean, Eli had a great relationship, but I mean, he always had our best interests in his mind. We had a Zoom call with him a couple months ago during quarantine. He hopped in for his birthday and I mean, he knows how to get stuff done that he wants. People give him crap all the time, but he gets what he needs to get done. Because didn't you have Did him Leon... for 12, 14 and CIT year? Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, 12 years? Yeah, we had him three years in a row. We got, yeah, he, we had some good times. CIT overnight. I'm not sure if Leon listens to this podcast, but CIT overnight with Leon was a really fun time. Really bonding experience with him. Did Leon pick favorites as a as a counselor? I mean, he'll, he'll probably deny it to this day, but yeah, 100%. 100%. He handpicked his area in 14. He, but there's some people you wouldn't expect him to love. His Besides Eli, I'd say his favorite uh, kid in my 14 was Colby Sklar, actually. And you'd see Colby and Leon getting lunch together, Leon bringing him snacks. Colby mowing the lawn at six in the morning. So he definitely had some interesting relationships with all of us, but there was definitely some favorites in his mind. Well, that, that, is, that is what we have heard. We just wanted to hear it, hear it from you. Sorry, Roy. Well, uh, moving right along here, we got Flag Rush, Zoo Ball, or Dead Zone. You got all three to choose from. What are you picking, evening activity? Probably dead zone. I was never very good that unreal at any of them, but I was usually a dead zone goalie. And that was a lot of fun going back and forth playing soccer and getting involved with flag rush, catching them flags. I remember my 12 year, Abe and I had one of the greatest performances of all time in all over dead zone. I'd say myself, you watched the videos, some great diving saves by me. I'd say that was probably my best evening activity. Okay, because I mean, if I remember correctly, you had a pretty good evening activity in some of your early years at camp, maybe 2012, was it, Color War? I think you had a pretty good evening activity where you, you kicked a drop kick to win. I think I did that. I think, did I? Probably, yeah. I mean, I For the Gators? Probably, yeah. 
I remember my highlight of my, my highlight of my if we're going over my highlights, highlight of my camping career was 2014 in Flag Rush. Uh, we were up by one flag with like a minute left, and Jared Sklar took a flag. And for those who know Jared Sklar, he's about a foot and a half taller than me, 100 pounds extra, and he just bulldozed me. He bulldozed me right over, and somehow I took him down with me. And that was the game-saving flag. That was, that was the peak of camping career. It's not an easy guy to bring down. No. Uh, so rainy day schedule, you know, it stinks. Sometimes you want to be out. You want to be playing sports in the field. You want to be out in the lake. You know, sometimes Mother Nature has other plans and it rains. You get the choice of an activity. And shout out Benji Satloff because he actually brought another wrinkle into this one. We've got a movie. We've got moose ball. We've got pitch slash ping pong. Definitely pitch. I, my 14 was huge into pitch ever since, like, bunk 5A. I mean, definitely pitching the, the hallways. Before they before they built the new hallways, I remember we used to sit in, like, two different sections and have tournaments still sitting on the ground playing pitch all night. Definitely that for the rainy day. I wasn't a huge movie person at camp. Now I am, but I camp was never – didn't really feel like a camp activity for me. Would you say you're the best pitch player in your 14? At this point, I'd have to get a reminder how to play. And you'll learn it, you'll learn it soon, Max. In Ohio, in the Midwest, they play a game called Euchre. Oh, you're, from, you're from Chicago. You know, you know Euchre. Um, yeah, that's what I've learned now. It's, it's similar to pitch, but it has some different things. So, I, I mean, if I had a reminder how to play pitch, I'd say I was the best. I was probably the peak. I was probably the best in my 14, during 14 year, I'd say. Who, who's your partner? Who's your go-to partner? Romano and I played a lot, but he's he's tough to play with. Anyone who's willing to play with me, Squirrel played Squirrel played out. Squirrel's pretty bad. Remember that. Yeah, I mean, shout out Squirrel. Shout out Squirrel. Do you know what Squirrel's doing in. these days? Squirrel moved back. Or no, he moved back to the Northeast from St. Louis. I think he's residing in Maine now, if I'm not mistaken. He's back at school at Bryant, I believe. He's doing well. He's, we got our fantasy draft coming up on Sunday. Ooh. Very cool. What pick are you? Do you know yet? Yeah, Benji. If Benji listens to this, I'm very mad at Benji. Benji did a suspicious thing where he didn't record himself. He recorded himself picking out of a hat, but it wasn't live, so none of us know if it was rigged or not. And He got the two pick, so I'm a little suspicious of him. I have the nine pick of 12. That does sound That's, pretty suspicious. I wouldn't the draft is under protest. You. I've been trying to protest it, but no one's, no one's opinion. The protest has not gone through? Not yet. We're waiting for uh, Pink to make the final decision. Damn. Very Pink nice. always wins, though. Somehow. So speaking of colors, okay, obviously Pink always wins, but white or blue? I like blue. I mean, I think my best teams are probably white, but if I had a choice, I'd always go blue. I don't really know why. Just what I've always done when I had the choice. I've been on some good teams both ways, bad teams both ways, but blue is my go-to. So blue's your go-to, yet you were a general for a white team? Yeah, uh, 
I mean, color color wise, with negotiations, I think they were more they were caring more about color. So I don't think they would be able to use their team name for what they their team for anarchy. They couldn't have done white. I think that was what it was. But then color mattered more for them. And I I don't really have too much of an opinion on that. But we were. I mean, my team name was decided by me in like December before December before camp. It was always the Jags. Great name. Thank you. Great name, not a great team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough going against Shay and Abe. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. That's for sure. Yeah. So this is going to be a tough question for you. Probably the hardest, either or. You got your best camp friend, and you got your Sharon boy. You got Max Waltzman or Jake Romanow. You got to pick one. Oh, oh, that is tough. Um, oh, love them both. Both two of my best friends now and always. I mean, I'll probably have to go with Jake if I had to choose between the two. I just feel like we've known each other for longer. We've spent more time together. But, I mean, they're both – I mean, I've spent – unreal amounts of time with both of them good times and share and good times in Nate could be had by all but I'll, I'll give Roman a shout out talking to him last okay. night he's doing well in Wisconsin does he have Sorry. corona he ha- he got it over the summer in Wisconsin so he's has the anti I guess he's good for the next few months classic and, Romano yeah he was one of the first to get it he couldn't taste for like three months that must have been really rough. Um, yeah, have to watch me. Who are some of the other guys you still talk to in your 14? Still talk to Artie a bunch. Um, Lefty? Talk to Lefty a bunch. I'm going to visit him in a couple of weeks at Indiana. Um, Jay, I talked to. Will. I mean, I talked to a bunch of them. But now that our fantasy is going up, we're all talking in group chat again. I mean, for the most part, I've kept in touch with a lot of them. So if I recall, when you were a younger camper, like in 12 and before 14, were was your 14 kind of separated? I mean, it was. I mean, it wasn't. I wouldn't say uh, kind of separated. Our 14 was just so so big that there was like smaller groups in it. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, everyone was friends with everyone. But yeah, there was definitely smaller groups in the middle of all that, just because our 14 was so big. How many people was it? 31, I think. 31 strong, is it? Yeah. Wow. 30. Sheesh. It's yeah, a lot it of people. A, yeah, it was a packed bunk for sure. So, so Ty, I got to ask. So, right now, I am in – actually, I'm in Israel. I'm no longer residing in Needham, Massachusetts. And that made me think about your birthright experience that you went on with your 14. And how would you say, like, that made you guys come to – you say it was kind of like a 14 year in a sense you came together so much and, and bonded even more than you already knew. I mean, I'd go as far as say like those two weeks in Israel were probably the best two weeks of my life. Like it was just, it was, there was 19 of us, one random guy and 20 girls. And it was just the whole experience. It was a combination of just being with the Avoda guys, being in Israel. Joko was our, one of our trip leaders and he was great. You know, the old Joko came out of him, and it was just the whole experience. Then we got to the extension. We were in Tel Aviv on the beach for three days. I mean, yeah, just got super close with everyone. It was kind of 
a nice way to go into my final summer. Right. That's pretty cool. So, is there anything Nate has to, to see in Israel? Anything he has to see? Where are you in Tel Aviv or in Jerusalem? Uh, I will be right now. I'm about 30 minutes from Tel Aviv, but I'll be all over. I'm here for for four months. Yeah, you'll be everywhere. Um, definitely. I mean, we went to some places where we went like uh, tunnel hiking, like through tunnels. That was super cool. Um, what else? Snorkeling. Obviously, the mountains, Mount Masada, all that. I mean, it's super cool. I'll go on some tours. I'm sure you're gonna go on some tours to your program, but actually hearing from Israelis and their tours. And then the, I forget the name of it is, um, the military cemetery. And that was, mm. probably the most, that was probably the most I've ever cried in my life. Just hearing stories from yeah. people and walking around there. Definitely when you're in Tel Aviv, you'll hit up Shavalta and all that. It's a good time. Cool. Well, thank you for that. So your 14 year, uh, might be a little bit of a sour memory, but you were not selected as a color war captain. And, you know, that might've come to a surprise to, to some, to many even. And, you know, we want to hear how you feel about that all these years later. I mean, all these years later, it's not a big deal to me. I mean, at the end of the day, I got what I wanted on staff as being a first in general, all that. But I mean, definitely in the moment, I remember uh, after path walks, when there's like, you know, like the team meetings and all that, Jared Fixler took me to the um, chapel site and just kind of sat me down. It's like, look, I know you're not a captain, but like, you're still a huge part of this team. So, I mean, even though I wasn't a captain, it was still cool to lead as a 14er, be this another leader on top of Max. But definitely in the moment, it was heartbreaking. I mean, a lot of my fellow 14ers thought that it was going to be the eye for sure for for the like, past six years. But I mean, I talked to counselors afterwards beforehand and they've explained it to me, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's all right. And so, I mean, you mentioned it, that you were a first Lieutenant and a general, you were always on a color work team as a staff member. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. And for any campers listening or any counselors listening, how does one, you know, get that? If, how does one go about doing that? Being on a team every year and, you know, being consistently part of the staff. I, mean, I think first and foremost, you got to make the connections. You got to make the connections with people. I mean, my first connection was obviously Jared Fixler and he took me as an aide along with EUI. And then once you make those connections, once you get your first experience, you really uh, soak it all in. I mean, as an aide, usually, usually as an aide, you don't get that much say, but I mean, Jerry really trusted me, Eli and I, so he kind of let us do a lot, and he really listened to us. I mean, usually aides are freshmen, sophomores, but Eli and I were making decisions in the seniors and juniors and all that. Once you get that experience, you kind of just got to learn everything you can, take everything in, write down everything you learn. Then as the years come, just keep proving yourself, go on Desert War teams. People, I remember Desert War, I know nothing about, but just because people trusted me, they would take me on their team listen to me just make those connections learn everything and then go from there that's good advice so ty we heard from an insider source that uh at camp you would uh 
drink too much blue Powerade and then uh, pee in random places. Is that true? <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a sleepwalking problem for a little bit. But I mean, ever since ever since that, I mean, I think I've I think I've overcome it since that was a two year span. Yeah, the two year span of all sleepwalking incidences, and uh, I mean, I, we had some. Now I look back at it, they are funny memories. People are probably kind of mad at me in the moment, but now I look back and they were pretty hysterical afterwards. I bet and they were. Just to be just to be clear, you no longer sleepwalk. Yeah, I I don't know. It was like a two-year thing, but I mean, I snapped out of it. No longer sleepwalk. So no sleepwalking incidents at Ohio State? There has been none here. Thank God. That's my biggest fear freshman year was that I was going to be sleepwalking around the dorms, but... Wasn't there an incident at UMass? No, nah, that wasn't. I've never, I haven't made it to UMass yet, unfortunately, but I'll be there soon enough. Well, when you do, make sure that Artie puts you in a room and really closes that door up nice and tight so that you, you don't escape down the hall or something. I'll make sure of it. So changing the topic, Ty, what is your ideal daily schedule? Definitely lazy morning would be the first start of it. I feel like I've heard that a lot throughout the podcast I've listened to. I mean, there's nothing worse than waking up to Reverly getting out of bed at eight in the morning so definitely lazy morning stroll out of bed I mean if I could I'd play league all day that was by far away my favorite period skip swim no swim get me on the lake either paddle boarding or water tubing or not anything like that um what else what else do I like something inside ping pong gotta get out of the sun rest period the good old the good old days of rest period before the clubs and all that started some softball, some soccer. I mean, everything I like to do, I just do it all. So what was the best league team you were a part of? What was it? Was that my first year? My first year, I don't remember the team name, but my first 2010 year, or what year was that? 2010. I think it was – I forget who was on my team, but – I remember semifinals, we were down a touchdown, and I kicked an onside kick, and we got it. And then we won that game. And then I remember only four people on my team were left, so we put a four-and-four four Newcomb game. And that was controversial and all that. But we ended up winning. That was, I think that was the only time I've ever won. So I was on some pretty bad teams throughout the years. Who was your was, coach? Was, uh, 2010? Oh, nine. Maybe, maybe John Gray, banker. Okay, because John Gray was my coach in 2010 too. You're on my team. So maybe I was. And then, how many times has Fixer had you on his league team? Just so we can get an official count. I was only on his team once. He he traded he traded for me. Really. it was, we would have won if he listened to me. He was texting me the week before camp. He was like, I'm going to try to draft you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, if you draft me, draft Brett too, because I knew Brett and I would be well together. And then he drafted Stiggy. So it was still good. We were a good team, but, I mean. I was on that team as well. Yeah, Eli, Eli and Max's team were both. I mean, Eli was just a dominant athlete, and so was Max. But I think we did, we did a good run for it, and we lost in hockey. 
Did Leon pay for Eli that year? Eli or Leon had some controversial things. He uh, paid for Eli. I don't know. He didn't. You know, he didn't. He didn't pay for Eli. He uh, offered to pay for Eli, but he settled for Max. That is in that is in a draft for those who are wondering. In in the league draft, he was trying to pay <laughs> to upgrade offered, his, offered his pick. Money. But the controversial thing was the camper list didn't have Isaac Frumkin on it, and Leon was the only one, only counselor in the draft aware that Isaac was coming a couple weeks late. So we got him in like the third or fourth round. And then Isaac's obviously top five athlete in my 14. So that was a very good league team because of that. But I told, like, I, like I said, Leon gets what he gets done. He figures it out, whether it's a scheme or not. He'll claim it was fair game. So last year, you were one of the oldest counselors at camp. And you probably thought you were going to run camp. But what were your thoughts when Shay and Abe really, like, showed themselves that like they were the leaders of camp last summer i was i was i was the leader of camp i mean they were they were there but they were they were free riders they just i mean i mean i love them both i talked to abe pretty consistently i mean they were they were there having it for the good time i was i mean the way i look at it like between the actual leading up camp it was definitely like us three and max and big d but i mean i got the text from ken all the time i was I mean, they were definitely still there. It would have been fun to have the goat house, but it was, I'm glad they were back. It was unreal spending another summer with them. I mean, the more people that are back, the better. So it was good to be back with them, leading camp with them, I'd say. Now, in terms of them as a duo for Color War and Desert War, did you think it was fair that they were allowed to be together again after numerous successful teams and just proven that they were – we're pretty good together. Do you think it was right of camp to, you know, put them together again? Yeah, I mean, all is fair. I mean, I was fine going up against them. I mean, I'd rather go get up against the challenge, even though I lost. I'd rather have the challenge than have an easy win, I'd say. But, I mean, it was weird because Abe was never supposed to be in Call War. And then last minute, he decided to kind of change things around. But, I mean, I'd rather go against them at full strength and not. I guess that's fair. Uh, so Ty, we, we, you know, obviously we were at camp when you were a camper and when you were a counselor and we've been on staff with you, you have a nickname that Judd gave you. I think it's Bagel Boy, if I am correct. It is correct. And, and where does that name come from? Uh, six, where is that? Middle school. I started a bagel delivery service and that was my business to way to make money in middle school and the company name was Bagel Boys. So when I got to camp, all the counselors would wake me up in the middle of the night, come in the morning, whatever, and they would shake me, go, Bagel Boy, Bagel Boy, Bagel Boy, wake up. And that kind of stuck. It wasn't sick for that long, but stuck for the year or two, just Bagel Boy. And then, I mean, all the count. It was mostly like Jared and Sam Wadman and kind of caught on to some others. But I've heard worse nicknames go through camp, so I'm okay with that one. So we're aware that your 14 invented a, a new game while we were gone on a 
on a field trip, I think, maybe a Raft Wars. Do you know how you came upon that idea? Um, I mean, yeah, I think it was Brett and Will who were super involved in that, in that game. It was, yeah, a camp without the Red Sox. And we kind of had the camp to ourselves. Shout out Adam Turkson. He was actually there that day. No one knew it until later in the day, but he was snuggled up in the infirmary the whole day listening to the pages that were made. Um, but yeah, I mean, Will was super aggressive that day. He kind of just wanted competition left and right. And I think Brett's the man that will always stick up to the challenge. And then eventually, I think, I mean, everyone started to hop on the, the wave and everyone was in the lake shoving each other off the raft. I mean, everyone was just in a good mood that day, playing around, acting like kids, back at camp again. I mean, yeah, it was just, then it kind of stuck. Canvas came back and introduced it to them. I think it was... Not probably the safest, but it was definitely a fun way to use that big paddleboard. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely the campers love the game. They've really embraced it. And, you know, traditions at Avoda start all the time. and You never know where they're going to start. But I feel like that's one of them that might stick around for a little bit. I hope so. It was a fun day, fun, fun activity. So speaking of traditions, over the years, camp – has changed. Is there anything that you would uh, want to change or want to change back? I mean, definitely bring back Lazy Sunday. I think that kind of relaxes the day for everybody. Anything I want to, um, what is the thing I want to change? Definitely some upgrades that can be made. I know that there's a, in talks, you built a new rec hall. It's been in talks for a bit. I mean, I think there's upgrades that can be made here and there. But I mean, for the most part, I think everything's for the most part good. Definitely some upgrades, but I mean, yeah, traditions have stuck for a while for a reason. I think that's a good, good for camp, good for everyone. For sure. So one of the things that is a tradition now in the Avodian is each bunk has like a, a dot dot section. And so we took a look back at the Avodian from year 14 year, and we have a few dot dots here that we, we'd like to bring up. Uh, first one being Mr. Potato Head. What what could that possibly mean, Ty? Was, was this five years ago now? I think that's Noodle. I'm not mistaken. I think that was is an I don't know. I don't know if you guys know what it is. I think it was Noodle. I should have looked over the dot dots before this nest, but I think that was his nickname, maybe. Okay. Could be wrong on that one. fact this that's okay we have another one here it's w-o-w-c question mark spark any memories w-o-w-c yeah i think so jesus i feel old um don't think i remember what that is does hate to break it to you but you are the boss ring a bell is, is Miriam on there? I don't remember what's on. Is Miriam on there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll count it on there. Uh, shout out UI for that one. UI had a good time on our 14 overnight. Or maybe that was CIT. That might have been CIT year. But we made some friends that you know, I got a good acquaintance with. And um, Mies Hunt? You remember Mies Hunt? No. I don't think I was involved in any of these dot dots. Because I don't think I made these dot dots. I think that was like Noodle, Back Dying, Squirrel, Crew. 
I was in charge of this. Okay, so but then Eli Saban for president, which is actually becoming more and more a reality each day, which is odd in some ways. I mean, he t- he told me we were what twelve years old, I think. He told me when he, if he's president one day, I get a spot in, in the White House. So I'm counting down the days until I'm living there with him. Fingers crossed. He's, I mean, he's on the right track. Yeah, hopefully he sticks with that. Definitely. So, Ty, over the years, who was the biggest bust at camp? Biggest bust? I mean, if you're looking at league, definitely, definitely Romano. I remember, I remember my 12 year. His his mom like wrote that they like, had to write the height and weight, and she wrote like six one two hundred when he was like five ten one seventy, and Strachman drafted him like first round four or six. I mean, and then his league team was awful. And the next year, we get we still give him crap to this day. He scored three own goals to lose his team's soccer game and not make the playoffs. So I mean, league that was him. We we give crap for back dying. For a desert war, uh, he was within the three pick and did absolutely nothing. I think we gave him crap last week for that. And then, I, I mean, Jay and already are the notorious ones for being the boss. They're just the role players that are never really doing anything special. But already will claim he's the best shadow this camp's ever seen. I'll let, I'll let, him, I'll let him have that one. Definitely some busts here and there. That Romanov story is funny. I did not know that. Yeah, he he'll he and uh another we'll give him a Romano story. Uh soccer was not his sport. I remember what was it? Our funk ten year. Uh Sil Papalardo, if you guys remember him. Mm-hmm. It was a soccer, soccer game. First whistle blows, Sil shoots from ha- uh midfield off of the kickoff, goes through Romano's legs. He was Romano's the goalie, goes through his legs. And if you actually look at the score of that Call of War, if they won that game, I'm pretty sure they would have won Call of War. I think I remember watching that. Yeah, so, I mean, good athlete. Definitely not soccer was his sport. He's more of a football guy. Football and basketball and polo, I guess. Yeah. Else. He, doesn't have, he doesn't have hand-eye coordination to save his life. <laughs> So, Ty, how did you find out about Avoda? I mean, coming from Sharon, my, I remember it was 2009, I was touring all the camps, West End, uh, Jory, all of them, Bowercrest. And I remember I toured, actually toured Avoda during Color War. I mean, that's obviously, that's the time to tour Avoda. And I walked into a moose ball game, and Brett was, Brett was in the middle of the moose ball game. And like you saw, I saw him playing and walked around, all these sports going on. And that was kind of my dream, just sports everywhere you look. And then the next year came second month and Cold War first, good, good first Cold War. And I was hooked ever since. And what Sharon, year was that? Sharon Cruz, 2010 was my first year. Sharon Cruz definitely but we're trying to revive it. Yeah. That was Max and I's first year as well at camp. It's a good year. Great year. Uh, so do you have any advice for a first-year camper? First-year camper. Um, I'd probably say just do everything. I mean, camp has a million things to offer. 
And I mean, for the most part, I feel like campers kind of stick to what they're good at and what they like the most. But I'd say just do everything, try everything at least once. I remember, I mean, as a camper, I wish I did more on the waterfront, which I wouldn't have to say all that. I'd say, especially as a young camper, just literally do everything. Someone will teach you if you don't know how to do it. But the more you do, the more you'll get out of it. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Um, so, Ty, did you prepare a birthday speech? If not, did we're going to put speech. you on the spot. Oh, well, there you go. Now is the time for that birthday speech. Perfect. All right, you ready? I spent 10 years at Camp Avoda. Hey. I liked it very much. Hey. hey. Bung, bung 14. Hey. 2K15 14. Hey. Athletic staff. Waterfront staff. Hey. 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 Legion, Legion of Blue. Hey. Neither, neither you're not. That's, good. That's a good team. Uh, White Jaguars. Hey. Blue Odyssey. Hey. White Avengers. Hey. I can't White for that Villains. One. Hey. Blue Wizards. Hey. White Hounds. Hey. White Assassins. Hey. Blue Gators. Hey. And everyone else is number one. Hey. Very nice, Ty. Very nice. A lot of color war experience there. Try to try to try to include it all, good or bad. I had to refrain from a few of those, but you know, it's a good list, good speech. And uh, you know, Max and I just want to say thank you for coming on. You know, you mentioned earlier that you had been listening to the podcast and we love having people on. We love sharing about Avoda. We hope people keep enjoying and, and love this episode as well yeah thanks for having me Who, who's the next guest do, do you guys know yet which is a secret um it we is say. we can say kaden puccio oh don't care on 14 yeah first I mean, one from our own 14 so it'll be interesting yeah 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 you gotta get 2k 14 on here they haven't they haven't had a you know, speaker mind yet yeah, 2K14 is, is, is in the on-deck circle, or they're in the hole. So, yeah. Yeah, they'll be up soon. All right, well, thank you very much, Ty. Beautiful. Thanks for having me.